Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Experience the difference at Woodhouse Buick GMC. From the GMC Acadia to the Buick Encore, we're sure to have a vehicle that fits your lifestyle. Our climate-controlled showroom guarantees a comfortable shopping experience every time you visit. Plus, our commitment to our customers continues well beyond the date of purchase. You will leave our lot feeling comfortable and confident in your new vehicle. Start your car buying journey today, in-store or online at woodhousebuickgmc.com. We are professional grade. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. This is how it's always been. I'm on the outside looking in. Welcome to Double Love, the podcast in which we explore the strange and terrifying world of Sweet Valley High, book by book. I'm Anna Carey. I'm Karen Moynihan. And we're back after our Christmas break. With a book number 63, and it's the new Elizabeth. It is, new year, new Elizabeth. Oh, how very apt. Yeah, it all ties uh, in perfectly for January. <laughs> stupid January. What? Oh, God damn it, stupid 2021. <laughs> Somebody said on Twitter that 2021 is just three 2020s in a trench coat, and it's so true. It's just looking more and more likely as the weeks tick by, isn't it? <laughs> yes. So, uh, yeah, we're all in lockdown, listeners, as we know many of you are around uh, around the world, unless you're some of the, our lucky, lucky listeners in Australia and New Zealand. We are very, very jealous. Of oh, God, like a photo did the rounds today of a music festival in New Zealand. And I'm just like, oh, my God, people. I know. <laughs> one place, imagine <laughs> science fiction at this stage. Literally fantasizing about being able to like just sit at a table with friends. Oh. Like I don't even have to have a crazy night out. It's just like can we be in the same room? Imagine, uh, oh but we God. know we can't. No. So uh, we've never needed the distraction of Sweet Valley more. <laughs> it's time to shine, Sweet Valley. <laughs> Distract us, please. <laughs> please, we beg of you. So uh, we we might as well get started then. Uh, with the distraction, with some taglines and blurbs. And the cover tagline is, Elizabeth's ready for a change. She sure is. That oh, most mad joke. definitely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're the first time Elizabeth Wakefield's ever been described as a mad joke. But, uh, I mean, she's, uh, she's, she's, Branch it out in this one. Uh, can you give us the back tagline, please? I certainly can. And it's <laughs> it's simply, surf's up. 
can't say it is. <laughs> Not the only thing that's up, if oh. you ask me. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> Sorry. Very too too soon. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we'll uh, we don't get too excited, listeners. There, this is very much uh, not even PG. It is universal <laughs> or unbelievably stupid. <laughs> um, so yes, definitely rated you. Okay, here's the back uh, full blur. If one more person calls Elizabeth Wakefield responsible or predictable, she'll scream. In an effort to prove that she can be as adventurous as Jessica, her daring identical twin, Elizabeth secretly decides to take up surfing. That will show her friends she knows how to take risks. But from the start, Elizabeth's new hobby causes problems. She has a sneaking suspicion that her surfing instructor is falling in love with her. I mean, that's one way of putting it. She's a fucking creep is another way. Oh, God. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, God. And, And... and even worse, she has to lie to her steady boyfriend, Todd, does she, in order to keep her surfing a surprise. Todd's becoming suspicious and angry. Far for the, you wouldn't far like him when he's angry. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't like him, but you wouldn't be surprised either. <laughs> and, and Elizabeth is beginning to wonder if a daredevil reputation is worth the trouble after all. I mean, spoiler alert, actually no. There's no question, actually, really, at the end. We usually, yeah. Well, she's wondering something, Hmm. but she doesn't, I don't want to, again, I don't want to be too spoily, but does she get a daredevil reputation? I mean. Not so much. I don't don't know if we get an answer to this question of getting, whether getting a daredevil reputation is worth it. (laughs) Um, While we ponder this mystery, please describe the cover because the cover is magnificent. It's it's really something. I'm so pleased with this cover, I have to say. Um, and also, like, continuity within covers, which I also <gasps> appreciate, because Liz still has her perm. Because she sure does. Because if we cast our minds back to who's who, that was the, the start of her daredevil inclinations, was to get herself uh-huh. a two-week temporary perm, even though perm means permanent. But look, we've been through this. <laughs> Let's not go rehashing old wounds. But uh, yeah, so she... <laughs> Has her perm. Uh, it's kind of tied back, but you can just see the curls, all right. Um, oh, you can. So we're still within her two-week window, obviously. Uh, <laughs> but she is standing very proudly, holding a surfboard. And also, the surfboard is exactly as described in the book, which I also appreciate. I must give good old James Matthews some credit for. Um, well done, James. Yeah, so it's a lovely uh, purple surfboard with a big pink stripe up the middle of it. And it all goes with her kind of swimming togs quite nicely, which are mm. like black and kind of a hot pink. They do look a little bit big yeah. on her. It's kind of wrinkly at the sides. Like it's like it should be tighter. It's I imagine. weirdly baggy. Yeah. Almost as if James just did a model who was wearing a regular top. Which oh. now we've seen his imaginative use of the uh, photos. Indeed. Swapping heads and bodies around all over the place. <laughs> uh, with um, great effect though, in fairness. Um, yeah. So she's just looking, looking delightedly to camera uh, with her hand on her hip, looking very confident and happy in her new uh, surfing abilities. But yeah, they really, they carry through the uh, the pink and purple colour scheme into the, the rest of the cover as well with the little flag and the kind of colours around the circle mm. uh, and the book title. It's a very like coordinated it. cover, probably the most colour coordinated one so far. I fully approve of this. Mm. Uh, is it just me or does her hair, we've never seen her, uh, either Wakefield with her hair in this uh, sort of do before. It's like a half it's, up kind of thing. Yeah. Yes. It's, it also, I know it is a half up do, but it has a slightly mullety 
vibe. If anyone oh. wants to know what the Wakefields would look like with a mullet. You know what? This is this is what they'd look like. Yeah. Yeah. So true. <laughs> <laughs> now that you say it, it's all I can see. <laughs> well, on that beautiful image, <laughs> let us begin with one of the greatest opening lines oh, an in all-timer. Sweet Valley history. <laughs> Because we're in the canteen and Lila has a declaration. And can you share Lila's words? Literally, the very first line. Watch out, everyone. Here comes Elizabeth Wakefield, the trend-setting fashion queen of Sweet Valley High, with her daring new perm, Lila Fowler announced. (laughs) (laughs) Straight away. And like in my notes, like out the the gate, I was just like, the perm. Yes, get her, Lila. Yeah, well, unsurprisingly, everybody is very amused by this. And uh, Lila says uh, to Jessica that her sister has a weird way of being adventurous. I mean, some people drive race cars, climb mountains, or sail boats around the world. But Elizabeth gets her hair curled. (laughs) They're really going in on her for it. It's actually pretty funny. (laughs) I know it is. I mean, they they push their bitchiness to... uh, Uh, to a nasty length later on and get their just desserts very satisfyingly i will just uh you know just use that to look forward to but for now they are yeah they are really just kind of having fun laughing at the perm and in fairness so are we so who are we to judge we're kind of throwing stones and glass houses over here it's true um but yeah it's unusual as well to see people making fun of liz like that's never the case oh true um, well, Jess is is uh, is enjoying it and points out that not everybody can be as daring and spontaneous as she as she is. And Amy says, "Thank goodness for that." I mean, could you imagine a world full of Jessica Wakefields? It would be other chaos. And then Lila responds, "Imagine a world full of Elizabeth Wakefields. Could you imagine a duller, more predictable place? I think I'd go crazy." If I don't say, "Fair point." I mean, on both counts, they're absolutely right. Yes, <laughs> it's like. Uh, it's not a lie. Uh, and then Liz appears and seems to confirm their views when she asks to borrow the Fiat Spider because she wants to go to a uh, a history of communication exhibit at the museum. I think that sounds interesting. So there. <laughs> you tell him, Anna. <laughs> yeah. I've been to the museum in Washington, D.C., which I believe is sadly closed. I mean, you know, communication history is a very interesting Lila. <laughs> well none of them are impressed and they uh they are very amused and again they they, they remind the jessica's the family wild child and they're sniggering away and liz says are you guys laughing at my perm again <laughs> <laughs> she's genuinely annoyed oh. <laughs> so they must have been you know keeping it up for some time yeah, I was just so surprised that the perm actually carried through to this book, to be mm. honest. I know. I think this might be the last we hear of it, though. I think oh, it might have so. worn out by the end of the story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's finally washed out. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Liz is particularly stung because she kind of agrees with them that she's a bit boring. And it's not helped when Jessica says uh, that, you know, just because I'm the one who takes all the risks and does all the interesting things doesn't mean you aren't a good person or anything. <laughs> Like, I don't think that was actually ever up for, you know, the question or for debate. But OK, sure. It's such a backhanded compliment. It's like, we weren't even talking about that. What's going on? 
<laughs> also, I mean, maybe if you're acknowledging that you aren't a good person yourself, then, you know, fair enough. I will oh. uh, concede that point. I don't yeah. think No. <laughs> so we get the classic twin comparison. And then Liz thinks that she, you know, she just has to prove that she can live at the edge. But how? <laughs> but then she has an idea. She takes a little trip. She does, yeah. She decides she she does need the car after all, but she's not going to the museum this time. Oh, no. <gasps> she, she's going to mix things up, that's for sure. <laughs> and by going where? Oh, to the newsstand, of course. <laughs> Every wild adventure starts with research. <laughs> of course. Yes, she buys copies of Mountain Climber magazine, Scuba Digest, Hang Gliding Monthly, and The Serious Adventurer. Ooh. Um, so yeah, she's got uh, big plans. Uh, she uh, she imagines how surprised Todd and Jessica would be if she went to the Himalayas and became a mountain climber. That would prove to them that I could be daring. I mean, it would. It would prove that you can die on a mountain because what are you <laughs> talking about, you crazy bitch? <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I mean, she is, uh, over the course of, of this sequence, she engages in what I can only describe as Jessica levels of fantasizing. Slightly deranged fantasizing. That's true. It's um, not like her to go off on these flights of fancy, but they're always enjoyable. So I will take them where I can get them. <laughs> true. Because she uh, heads to the sporting goods store, which oh, I believe. The sports is, shop. Yes, I do confirm <laughs> that that's what it is. And as she gazes at all the equipment, she. Uh, she she again indulges in these crazy daydreams and uh, looks at the scuba gear and is convinced that she would discover the skeletons of Spanish galleons lost at sea and then appear on the cover of National Geographic in the hot pink wetsuit, her hands full of gold coins. What? I mean... <laughs> You've gone from zero to like a hundred in terms of being a scuba diver. <laughs> She's dreaming big. <laughs> True. And then she turns to hang gliding. Um, so she's got a few little dreams about soaring over the the the, the sweet valiants. But uh, then she has a bit of a rude awakening in store for her. Um, yeah, because uh, like plot twist, all that stuff is really fucking expensive. <laughs> it's like, how did you not expect this to be the case? Also, you obviously need to get lessons before you do any of these things and go buying equipment worth like several hundreds of dollars. Like Yes. So she's a bit despondent um, until she sees an ad in the window. And uh, it promises a cheaper way to adventure. It sure does. Yeah. So obviously the the like five or so hundred dollars for a hang glider, like where would you be going? <laughs> um, wasn't going to be a runner. So uh, the surf lessons uh, in this ad are only seven dollars an hour at Moon Beach Surf Club, Big Mesa. <gasps> And rental boards are available, so she uh-huh. doesn't even have to invest in any uh, fancy duds. There you go. Uh, and so half an hour later, there she is at Moon Beach, and she's looking in at the surf club, um, where she sees three boys and a pretty girl engaged in a, in a lively conversation. And one boy has a streak of lime green oxide on his nose. <laughs> he's tall. <laughs> a little of his head. He's tall and darkly tanned with longish, sun-streaked blonde hair and a lean and muscular body. <laughs> and when she enters, he's all like, oh, congratulations, you won a prize. What could the prize be? <gasps> Well, it turns out that he's offering her uh, free surfing lessons. Um, 
this is all to do with the conversation that this group were having right before she walked in. So yeah. what was it again? It was like he, the two guys, his two pals made a bet yeah. uh, that, that the next person to walk in, uh, oh, that he was going to teach the next person to walk in? Well, he said that he was a great teacher because they, oh, they were trying to decide whether anybody could be a good surfer if they had a good teacher or whether you had to have like raw talent. Raw talent, that was it. And yeah. he made the bet and said that he could take the next person who walked in the door as his student and that he could train that person up to win or at least place in the moon beach surfing competition in <gasps> just a few weeks oh my goodness yeah he's uh set quite a task for himself he certainly has and he says that so uh if if liz wins then his pals have to chip in and buy him a new board and if he loses he has to work the weekend shift in the surf club for the next three months so Liz has uh, has a lot to live up to if uh, if she agrees. Well, that's true. Um, and in fact, she is delighted because she thinks that this competition will be the perfect chance to display her uh, new adventurous skills to all her pals. And um, the the cocky would be teacher, his name is Sean Blake. <laughs> And yes, he suggests they meet three days a week for hour-long lessons. And Liz is he's, he's kind of cocky, but Liz finds this more amusing than annoying. And also, you know, it's great. She gets free lessons. So well, that's true. This is actually working out great for her. But it's funny because she does say uh, she didn't think she'd ever met such a cocky, confident guy in all her life. And it's like, like you really? go to school with Bruce Patman. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Sean is a pain in the arse, but like... Bruce is worse. <laughs> By far, yes. <laughs> but John's really, yeah, he's very enthusiastic and he's kind of talking her through a load of stuff at like a mile a minute with all the like surfing jargon. And she was like, whoa, 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 I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> so she's really starting from scratch with this. Totally. Um, but Sean is delighted with her. But somebody else in the room is not delighted. The girl who was there with these three surfer dudes, Laurie. <laughs> Poor Laurie. why is she so sad <laughs> oh well she's sad because you know the, obviously the person who, who walked in right when they were having that conversation just happened to be the beautiful and radiant Elizabeth Wakefield um, and she's all sad because she fancies um, Sean and I think they had gone on a date the weekend before but kind of nothing's really happened since but she's she's liked him for years and they've yeah. they've always hung out like and they're quite good friends but uh, but now she kind of feels like any chance she was going to have is probably gone up in smoke because I mean you know it's a Wakefield after all that's after coming I mean- in now so <laughs> what's the point of even trying to compete why even uh, bother <laughs> and uh yeah i mean the thing about them going on a date is it's kind of i mean what's the state of their relationship like has anything actually happened happened i was wondering like because he asked her out i don't yeah like it seems but like they they've yeah they've definitely gone out on like a proper date but they don't suggest that yeah that anything happened on the date but also like They've obviously seen each other since then, but are they just carrying on now like they're friends and just not talking about the date? Like, it's quite weird. It is very weird. I mean, I guess because we are from a country where traditionally, um, if anything was going to happen with one of your friends, it would just be some sort of possibly ill-advised snog somewhere. Getting the shift (laughs) in the pub. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. We've all been there. Uh, That's how it works. it's worked out quite well and you that's, end up married to them. That's the process, yes. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the idea that you would go on a date with a friend you fancied, I mean, we've all fancied friends as well, but mm. like, yeah, did you go on a date but nothing would happen? Like, what's the difference between that and them just going for an ice cream or something? And them just hanging out, yeah, it's kind of yeah. weird. Yeah. 
Well, it's she clearly thinks that they had crossed some sort of line mm. and uh, and now the line has just been removed because Liz is in the picture and Sean only has eyes for her, which will sadly prove to be the case. Mm. So we cut to Monday at Sweet Valley High and Todd and Liz uh, greet each other and he asks her about her trip to the museum. She's like, oh, I was more excited than uh, I expected it to be. And he's... He's not great about all this, he's not. <laughs> not really. He's not handling it very well. Because, I mean, it's pretty obvious that Liz is kind of fed up of everyone thinking she's predictable. Yeah. So, like, yeah, when uh, when Liz says it was more exciting than she expected, and, again, obviously she's talking about the surfing, then Todd's like, mm. you're the only person I know who gets excited about museums. And she's like, what's yeah. that supposed to mean? <laughs> but, like, he just, yeah, he does not handle any of this particularly yeah. well at all. Because he doubles down. He's like, no, it's just, uh, you know, it's different. She's like... That's like when Ned says that Jessica's cooking is different. Like, it's not a compliment. <laughs> no, different Actually, is not a compliment. <laughs> also, didn't he say that about the perm as well? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Everybody was like, oh, it's different. Like, we know by now, different is not a good thing <laughs> in Sweet Valley anyway, that's for sure. No, definitely not. <laughs> well, Todd reminds her that they have a tennis date tomorrow. But of course, it clashes with her lesson with Sean. And of course, I mean, this is the start of this painful contrivance. I mean, the last time we had her not able to tell stuff because she had a social obligation to a ghost. Ghost, yes. And now she can't tell stuff because she wants to have a big surprise. Like, Liz, you will literally sabotage your relationship. I know, for the sake of a reveal that's like, half the school surfs, why is this going to even going to be a big deal? Like, I know, well, I mean, that's a whole other issue. Yeah. He holds this narrative. <laughs> but uh, anyway, she has an excuse. And what an excuse it is. Yeah, so she uh, her cover story is that she's doing an extra credit project at Moon Beach. at the Mar- Apparently there's a marine biology centre out there. So that's working pretty well for her as a, as a cover story. Um, yeah, so she's uh, Todd's like, marine biology? You mean like tide pools and turtle eggs and slimy seaweed? And she's like, oh yeah. And then it all ties <laughs> in with like even more continuity. It's like, this is, like this is the continuity book. Like, it's unbelievable. Um, yeah. And she's like, yeah, you know, I guess I became interested in it after our field trip to Anacapa Island, which was the <gasps> shipwrecked one. And it's like, wow, okay, let's, let's do it, lads. <laughs> oh, I thought we might have the miniature bears. Didn't one of our listeners tell us that the real islands, those specific islands, have uh, off the co- the uh, west coast of America have um, little bears on them. Oh, little foxes, I think. Oh, foxes. Yeah, yes. there was a, there, there was a bear in the book, but they were like, no, no, there's actually like little tiny yes. foxes on that island. It's like, well, that sounds much cooler. <laughs> I'm cuter. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, she's not investigating them. Um, she's just sticking to shore. And uh, Todd uh, doesn't tell things when he's like, oh well, don't need to worry about you. Jessica's the one who does, you know, interesting stuff. <laughs> Boring old oh, Harsh but true. Ah, but then there's an excellent moment <laughs> where Jessica approaches and he's followed, uh, she's followed by Winston and he's got some, uh, I mean, sometimes Winston can be amusing and I have to say, he is today. He's on fire today. <laughs> <laughs> can you tell us how he greets Jessica, please? Yeah, so he kind of, um, what is it? He sneaks up behind her and taps her on the shoulder and goes, well, if it isn't Magenta Galaxy... <laughs> Do you think I could borrow your psychedelic overtones tape? <laughs> and when uh, Jess is like, oh, 
Shut up, Winston, you're on thin ice. Uh, Winston goes, oh, pardon me, Winston continued in a snobby, sophisticated <laughs> voice. You're not Magenta Galaxy. You must be the famous, sophisticated Daniela Fromage. I was wondering ah. if you could interpret, <laughs> I was wondering if you could interpret that experimental theatre piece we saw last week. <laughs> oh my God, I love it. Um, oh, and it, Winston, so it good. Turns, it turns out that Winston knows because Caroline sometimes somehow found out about the... Uh, the who's who uh, adventure and it's been spreading the word and everyone is rightly finding it hilarious. Like it is hilarious but also like I don't know how she didn't think this was going to happen because I mean Dana and Suzanne like realised what was going on because they're the two that ended up with the two lads at the end of the book. (laughs) You know so there's like two girls that you go to school with who are in different social groups knew exactly what was going on and you just expect them not to say anything because it's a fucking hilarious story. Like of course it was going to get out. (laughs) Well, Liz is really sad when she finds out that Caroline had uh, spread the story because she thought Caroline had reformed back in love letters. Oh, wow. Yeah, that was ages ago, Liz. Get over it. (laughs) (laughs) You can't expect any real character development. No. Look, everybody just goes back to their baseline after a certain point to look at Bruce. Changed for a while. Back to his old douchebag ways. That's it. They can't help but revert to their original type. They really can't. And anyway, Jessica doesn't care about uh, Caroline, you know, falling off the wagon. She says, don't get me wrong, Liz. I don't care if she spreads rumours. When she spreads them about me, then that means more. Liz points out, they're not actually, they're like, they're, she's just telling the truth. I'm just like, I don't care. But Jessica, they're not rumours. The story's true. It's like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and impressively, Jessica literally shouts that she wants Revenge! So good. I know, because I actually reread that bit to see was she walking out of the hall or out of the cafeteria when she said this. It's like, no, she's still at the table literally shouting, get revenge! (laughs) This storyline is excellent. I think this might be my favourite B-plot. Yes! And I'd completely forgotten about it. I remembered the uh, Liz surfing business. But I had completely forgotten Jessica's storyline and it is great. And has a really great ending. So uh, Yeah, it's the conclusion that makes it. Because up until that point, it's like, this is just really horrible for no reason. But look, it'll be okay. So don't get worried about it. It's going to be fine. (laughs) (laughs) And Caroline can handle herself. She sure can. (laughs) So the next day, an excited Liz arrives at Moon Beach for her first proper lesson. And she's a bit freaked out by the waves. uh, But a tedious surf chat ensues. (laughs) <laughs> That's all my notes, eh? Tedious surf chat ensues. Oh, wow. Yeah, like it's literally three pages of surf chat. <laughs> we learn what Long. purling is. I don't care what purling is. <laughs> so, like, yeah. It doesn't really... You you don't need to know, listeners. We read it so you don't have to hear a detailed description of it. Just That's true. Uh, count your blessings. Gosh, and yeah. <laughs> Sean, is, Sean is really cocky and um, kind of like... He's flirting aggressively is the nice way of saying it. <laughs> and Liz is not impressed. She's not. She also has like a lot of opportunities to, to oh, either like shoot him down or casually mention the fact that she has a long-term boyfriend, which she doesn't do. <laughs> I know. That was the one thing that like I can't, just is such a contrivance that she doesn't do it because those are the moments where you casually mention your boyfriend yeah which she never Mm -mm. does like like... even 
you know, she doesn't have to do it in a really heavy handed way because it would actually be quite natural if you're chatting with somebody for hours to possibly <laughs> mention your boyfriend who you are supposedly <laughs> madly in love with. There you go. As you say, it would naturally come up in conversation like or you'd make some reference to them. But there we go. Well, um, Sean, she thinks, is surely is confident and a little bit too friendly sometimes. You can say that again, Liz. <laughs> so they see a surfer wipe out and um, Sean points out all the various dangers. And, you know, you can get whacked on the head by the board. That might come back later. Mm. And she points out that she can't use normal sun protection. I guess this was the days before waterproof uh, full on factor 50. Oh, yeah. And he's frankly sleazily offers to rub in the zinc uh, heavy duty stuff on her back. He's like, are you sure? Lifting, Sean asked, lifting his eyebrows suggestively. I wouldn't mind. Oh, God. Yeah, she's like, I think I can handle it myself, Elizabeth said. What a flirt, she thought. It's like, well, at that point, she'd have to just be like, look, I'm just here for a lesson. If if there's something else going on here, I'm not interested. I have a boyfriend. Like, there's so many opportunities for this to come up. So many. Instead of just thinking, boy, what a flirt. Boy, boy, he sure is flirty. (laughs) Like, yes, he clearly is into you. So either fucking put a stop to it or something like this. Because she doesn't, it's not like she feels scared or intimidated. No. She's just like, Good heavens! Not at all. Like, we, like we know she's kind of used to, I suppose, attention from lads, and she's able for it. Like, she's oh, I don't know. <laughs> it's just we so many reasons to be about about her. This yeah, um, but we always do. So uh, it's all a bit scary out in the waves, and Liz pulls out, considers you know, just throwing it all in, but mm. she decides she has to do it, and eventually she manages to get get on her knees for a little bit on the board, and it feels amazing. Uh, but when she gets back to dry land, Sean, yet again, is deeply inappropriate. Oh, no. He reached around her and gave her a hug. It wasn't that great of a ride, Elizabeth said. She quickly pulled away, a little shocked. By the way, as I read that sentence out, I realised in Irish slang terms, that <laughs> sentence can be quite filthy. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it wasn't that great of a ride, Sean. Deal with it. <laughs> She quickly pulled away. <laughs> well, the rest of the gang, uh, the surfing gang, appear and they're like, Sean, you know, show us your stuff. Um, and he obliges. In fairness to him, he, he sort of does have to be pushed into doing it. I can't believe I'm saying anything in his defence. And while he's up hanging 10, <laughs> um, Liz chats to Laurie and who says how great John is. And when Liz asks, you know, are they a couple? Because she says, you sound like a big fan of his. Uh, Laurie says, uh, sort of. I mean, they clearly aren't. But anyway, like I said, we've known each other for a long time. But this is the stupidest thing. Elizabeth breathed a little sigh of relief. As long as Sean was spoken for, she wouldn't have to worry about his flirtatiousness. Some boys are just like that, she thought. And some girls too. Jessica immediately came to mind. <laughs> also, Jessica's a massive fucking cheat. So I can't believe you the concept that he could be with somebody and also perving on you doesn't cross your mind. Also, we even with her. It's so ridiculous, though. It's so silly. It's just like, oh, he's obviously with Laurie, so I have nothing to worry about. And I'm just misreading all of his flirtatiousness. It's like, no, you dumb bitch. What is happening here? <laughs> oh. oh, good Lord. Also, really, Laurie, like, you're not a couple. Oh, I know. Poor Laurie. It's all what wishful thinking. Mean? It's wishful thinking on her part completely. <laughs> it is. So Sean returns, the lesson continues, and when it ends, Liz is in bits, but, you know, she feels like she's had a 
a, a good start. She's had a phenomenal start because like actually getting up on your knees on the board is fucking impossible on your first go. Like I tried surfing and it is fucking hard. <laughs> <laughs> could you have entered a competition at Moon Beach within a month? Um, I could have entered it and then probably died. So there's that. <laughs> <laughs> Also, like, usually you start off, like, on the sand and practice jumping up on the board or even getting on your knees. And it's like, it's ridiculous. Like, I don't know how anyone can surf because it's fucking impossible. <laughs> but on her first go to manage all this. Well, I mean, look, she's a Wakefield, so she's amazing at everything. I was just going to say, no, but, um, I mean, sorry, yeah, Car. I am a mere mortal, it's true. So. Yeah. <laughs> There's no point even comparing the two. <laughs> I mean, know your limits, Karen. They're not the same as a Wakefield. It's true. You, it's true. You all have to remember that. Yes. <laughs> I'll get so back in my Liz, box. <laughs> Liz heads to get some ice cream. Oh, there's a really annoying oh, part. Where, of course there is. Oh, can you share this bit? Yeah, do I have to? <laughs> I don't want to have to read it. Go on. <laughs> oh, so yeah, she goes up. There's like an ice cream counter and um, like she's had a tough lesson and it is hard going like as well. So she's like, yeah, she felt she deserved a, a triple scoop with extra chocolate sprinkles, but she settled for a small cone since she'd be heading home for dinner soon. She didn't want to surprise everyone with how fat she could get. <laughs> Literally fuck off. Oh. Like. <laughs> it's, oh, for, like just the, the message that sends mm. that like, you know, even a skinny 16 year old can't have a triple scoop of extra chocolate sprinkles. Oh, it's so unnecessary. Know. Like it's got nothing to do with anything. It's just thrown in there for the sake of it. And it's like, yeah, stop it. it's so gratuitous. And yeah. like, I could just yet again, the effect of these books on the body image mm. of, of young readers, especially readers who are conscious about their weight. Um, can't be underestimated. And yeah, the fact that they just gratuitously throw these little shit nuggets in is just... A... <laughs> the shit nuggets in the Happy Meal nobody fucking wanted. <laughs> True. Well, when she's on her way back with her teeny tiny cone, she sees a girl in the surf who looks kind of familiar. That's right. Yeah, she thinks that it's Laurie. Um, but from her conversation with her earlier, Laurie doesn't surf. So she's like, no, that, that, it couldn't be her. It must just be somebody who looks like her. So, mm. yes. Mm. Somebody who looks like her, right? Eh? <laughs> <sighs> Can't see where that's going. Can you, listeners? Anyway, we have cut to the Dairy Burger the next day where Jess has some news about Caroline Pierce. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, so Caroline Pierce had borrowed her parents' new car and she was not meant to be driving the car at all and they managed to uh, put a big dent and a scratch in the side of it. So, uh, oh. yeah, sucks for Caroline. But now she has to earn money to get it all repaired. And by doing so, she's gotten a job at the Unique Boutique in the mall. Oh, <laughs> such a good name. I can't believe they didn't give her a job in Lisette's or BB's yeah. or even Foxy Mama. Oh, but look, I'm always happy to see a new uh, shop name. So, yeah. Uh, and Unique Boutique is pretty amazing. That's great. It, <laughs> it sounds like a kind of 80s uh, electro pop band. Oh, it totally <laughs> does. I can see the, the platinum haircuts Unique. already. Yeah. <laughs> well, Je this has given Jessica an idea for a scheme and she needs Lila's help because, as we were reminded, Lila couldn't resist being devious when given the chance. <laughs> True. <laughs> so the scheme is that uh, the two of them are going to start spending, we're told, a whole lot of time shopping in the Unique Boutique. And not only that, Jessica says, I'm going to become the most demanding customer in the world. I mean, the kind of customer that salespeople have nightmares about. And what can Caroline Pierce do about it? 
nothing because she has to be nice and sweet to every single customer or else she'll lose her job. See? <laughs> I believe me. Caroline needs this job. The car repairs are going to cost a lot. Loving the pivot into OTG. <laughs> I could just, I mean, she's get, when she gets a little sinister, I just think that's a little opportunity to, you know, seize an OTG moment. It's true. Her little internal monologues really lend themselves to that cadence. It's so good. <laughs> she's a little Edward G. Robinson. And as for Lila, uh, Lila's role will be to use her riches to buy uh, some accessories, like a scarf or a pair of earrings every so often, so the boss doesn't get suspicious and start thinking, these are not real customers, what are they doing? <laughs> They're and just in here wasting everyone's time. Yeah. Lila is delighted and says, you're terrible, Jessica Wakefield. <laughs> so she's, uh, she's obviously approves of... Um, the latest bullying scheme. Oh, she's all all in. Disappointing us as ever. Damn it, Lila. <laughs> I mean, she is our problematic fave. It's true. So on Thursday, Liz is back at Moon Beach and she, she wipes out, but Sean encourages her and uh, praises her adventurous nature um, and says that when he first saw her, I had you pecked as just another... This could be a bit OTG as well. Another good-looking scaredy cat. Yeah. <laughs> this thinks, oh, I look even look wimpy. <laughs> then Sean just continues to be a sleaze. Like, oh God! Yeah, because when she was when she when she'd wiped out, I think in the water, it's like the the board had flown up and it kind of hit her on the air. So I think when it came back down, it did. Um, so when she's like, oh, I guess I kind of screwed things up in there. She's trying to change the subject because he's kind of flirting with her again. And um, he's like, oh, but you were punished for it. He responded, sending Elizabeth a teasing smirk. What do you mean, Elizabeth Asden? Like she's blushing because this is kind of awkward. And he's like, I noticed the surfboard gave you a pretty good spanking, Sean chuckled. Ah! Stop it. And uh, like, she's just blushing like mad here. And he's like, you're okay, aren't you? Sean asked, peering around Elizabeth, like, stop it. Get away from her. What are you doing? And he also says that, you know, like he had thought she was a good looking scaredy cat. But now she's not a scaredy cat. It just means you're just good looking. So gross. And uh, Liz somehow doesn't just say, okay, seriously, crossing the line here um because she's not really she doesn't seem to think that he's you know she's not she's uncomfortable because she seems to sort of think she's leading him on in which case by the way she could just tell him she has a boyfriend mm. and um she doesn't seem to be sort of really proper you know uncomfortable with it just a bit sort of oh he's so flirty but i'm i'm not single that's true she's more kind of like she blushes in that but she's not like properly uncomfortable to the point that it's a, a horrible situation or anything like no. that it is very much she's kind of just laughing it off oh this is just what he's like but there's just there's just so many ways to avoid this going any further or just yes you know, like she but could in just... her situation she's not so upset or freaked out no. that no, no, she no. couldn't just say okay seriously i this is not really appropriate you're meant to be teaching me yeah this, sir. so stop talking about spankings and looking at my arse yeah for god's sake and again here she could be like oh you know mention your boyfriend yes. like this just yeah so many opportunities but um, yeah. uh anyway she heads back into the waves and this time she actually stands up and has a few you know proper little surf and uh she's delighted um so good for her i guess but when the lesson runs late and uh sean apologizes for you know the fact that it, it ran on but Liz says she had no other plans 
And she can see he's going to say something weird. So she's like, oh, who do you think was the greatest surfer ever? <laughs> That's true. She can see his eyes lighting up and he kind of opens his mouth to speak and she quickly comes out with this because she's just like, it's like she's in reporter mode or something. It's like, who was the greatest surfer ever? And why? <laughs> yeah. Write an essay on this topic. <laughs> Which he basically does. So he tells her about Bob Simmons, who is a surfer who lost the use of his left arm and uh, designed and became a really innovative surfer and designed the sort of modern surfboard and then says he is an original Simmons board and asks her over to see it and like a fucking idiot she says yes oh, again, what is she it's thinking like, I don't know and because she, she's like oh yeah the more I learn about surfing the better I'll be and it's like but you know he's into you like yes just say nah your grand thanks like you can fucking look up surfboards in an encyclopedia or some bullshit when you get home like you don't need to go to his house no <laughs> And then when they go to the house and he gives her an exhaustive tour of his 10 zillion surfboards, he's like, I want to come in and look at my trophies. <laughs> <laughs> One word for it. And then says, oh, and maybe we can you know, rent a film and stuff. And then finally Liz realises that, uh, oh shit, he's really coming on to me. Yeah. And she's about to tell him about Todd. But then she's like, oh yeah, but he's with Laurie. It's like, well, if he is with Laurie, he should not be acting this way with you. <laughs> I know, like at this Why point, are you he's relieved. Th- th- yeah, and if, if if as far as she knows, he's in a relationship with Laurie. Is this not the point where you'd be like, "What about Laurie? Like, isn't she your girlfriend? Yeah. What's going on here?" <laughs> exactly. But uh, yeah, somehow she uh, this this is enough for her to be like, "Oh, phew. But she does go home, where she is greeted by Alice, who uh, tells her that Todd has been calling repeatedly. Oh my god! Like, chill out, Todd. Jesus. I mean, yeah, he's like COVID yesterday. It's been like cold six times or something. Uh, she's not that late. So she rings him and he's like, are turtle eggs such good company? And even though he's joking, Liz can tell the old Todd rage <laughs> is under the surface. Yeah, it's like Elizabeth could tell he was a little jealous. It's like, Todd is jealous of turtle eggs. Is that what you're saying here? Because <laughs> that's what I'm picking up. <laughs> well, she promises that soon he'll see what, you know, has been keeping her so busy. And we're told that she didn't like to mislead Todd or anyone else for that matter. So why do it so pointlessly? Oh, I know, at least just tell Todd and, and try and surprise <laughs> everybody else. Like, I mean, it's there's no need to... Oh, it's it's This is so stupid. <laughs> I know. I actually just had to have a glass of water there because I sort of made my throat raw with my groans of frustration. Choking on your rage. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> so she reminds... Um, she reminds Todd they have a date on Saturday night. So, you know, she's determined to keep things on track with her and the Toddster. Mm-hmm. And and meanwhile, Jess is telling Amy all about the success of her first attempt to uh, traumatise <laughs> Caroline. <laughs> and Caroline. I don't know why we didn't see this scene directly. Like, why did we get a secondhand report? Hmm. Again, it's like, when I keep thinking, it's like when I wrote for a soap opera and sometimes you'd have to have this happen because you didn't have the budget or the sets or the actors. Okay. So we talk about stuff happening off camera and being described. But <laughs> you can do this, Kate William. <laughs> you don't need a budget to just describe what's happening in the shop. It's okay. <laughs> well, it all went brilliantly. Just uh, made a big mess. And uh, then Lila bought some... Um, some earrings and the so you know they couldn't be seen as just being troublemakers they're valued yeah. customers so uh-huh. it's triumphant so we cut to Saturday afternoon and t- Sean is a banging on about tides for about three pages 
There's so much tide talk. But also, Liz doesn't know what a riptide is. And like, this girl spends half her life at the beach and she doesn't know what a riptide is because that just seems fucking irresponsible if you ask me. I know. In California, I know what it is. And the nearest ocean to me is the Irish Sea, which is not an ocean (laughs) at all. It's like 60 miles wide. Uh, so yeah, he asks her asks her to go out to Jackson's Bluff this afternoon to uh, check out the tides from above, and it is blatantly obvious that this is the Miller's Point. Of yes, it exactly is. I literally wrote down, "Oh no, Jackson's Bluff is the big Mesa Miller's Point." <laughs> <laughs> it's true, and he has a twinkle in his eye. We're told he needs to fucking back off with the twinkling and the lighting up eyes and all the fucking. I like bulb action and calm down. <laughs> well, you really need to take a cold shower. <laughs> the Pacific Ocean is too warm. Yeah, um, yeah, he needs to be dousing the Atlantic. It'll calm him down a bit. Certainly would. Or the Irish Sea. That'll put a halt to his gulf. Some double <laughs> bay swimming. Good luck to you. <laughs> well, Je- Liz says she needs to get home, but he's like, oh, give us a chance to go over all the safety stuff. And Liz is a bit wary, but somehow inexplicably is persuaded to go. She says, I don't know how you do it, but you've convinced me again. How? <sighs> I, can, uh, <laughs> I just don't know. It's so silly. <laughs> and poor Laurie sadly watches them leave and head off towards uh, Jackson's Bluff and confirms our suspicions that this is basically the Miller's Point for Big Mesa. And she says it's the spot where all the Big Mesa kids went when they wanted to be alone. Oh. And uh, Sammy, one of the surfer dudes, tells her about Liz going over to Sean's the other night. So poor Laurie is uh, just convinced something's going on between them. And she heads over to some other beach down the coast to work on her surfing where some nice girl surfers have been helping her. I want to talk about them. Oh, they sound deadly. I love the sound of these girls. Yeah. yeah. More, more of this. <laughs> yeah. You don't get any of them. Um, no. The Moon Beach spin-off. The surfer yeah. girls. <laughs> Oh man, that'd be so much better. Moon Beach High. <laughs> oh! <laughs> I would read that. So, up on the bluff, Sean is again talking about tides. And then he's trying to point something out to her, and he takes her hand to point it in the direction, and he does not let go. Mm hmm. <laughs> and then he starts talking about like you know going to these places with a special person and somehow she thinks he's talking about Laurie oh my oh, god Liz you're so stupid say some of these things out loud please like <laughs> <laughs> so stupid so he's like oh I really enjoying spending all this time with you and she's like oh, I gotta go now bye oh god yeah but she of course she doesn't say I have to go now because I, I am seeing my boyfriend tonight which she is <laughs> It's literally got a proper excuse to mention him. <laughs> Fuck's sake. <laughs> so we cut to the casa where um, Ned, we're told, is the twins' handsome, broad-shouldered father. He's standing at the counter carving meat while Mrs. Wakefield scooped beans into a serving dish. And I think it's because <laughs> we've heard so much about their weird food that, <laughs> that they have in this house for their hamburger. <laughs> Noodles. My brain thought baked beans. No, just like what sort of sort of carvery lunch? Just slopping baked beans into a big dish. (laughs) Disgusting. I know it's probably French beans, or was it? You know, 
cannellini beans, anything. It's uh, it could be green beans. It could be something completely reasonable. <laughs> no, but the mental image. I just imagine them having the sort of food that you see in like 60s American cookbooks, you know, where like everything's made with... Oh, uh, God. You know, some jelly or here's a can of tuna. Here's how to use spam and here's a nightmare hedgehog made out of pineapples and meat. Yeah, I don't know. Yes. <laughs> well, uh, we're told that it was actually Jessica's night to set the table. But considering the squeals of laughter coming from the direction of the telephone, Elizabeth guessed she might starve before Jessica even thought of the table. So instead of doing what we do in my house, which would be one of her sisters, uh, would go out and drag her off the phone. <laughs> Elizabeth's just like, well, I guess I'll do it. Oh, Jesus, she's such a fucking pushover. So Ned tells her, I thought this was going to go somewhere and then it doesn't. So, you know, don't get your hopes up. Tells her about some case that he's been working on that involves the death of a surfer and a riptide. And Alice freaks out remembering when Jess was lost at sea. And Liz feels a bit guilty about, you know, her secret, secret uh, life as a person of the ocean. (laughs) (laughs) But this goes nowhere. Nowhere at all. Yeah, I think it's just to make her feel guilty about keeping the secret. Yeah. As if it's actually a big deal that she's going surfing when it's so completely not. <laughs> yes. Well, Jess finally shows her face and points out that Liz is getting quite a tan working on all these uh, marine creatures. And mm-hmm. Liz says that her lab partner is quite the hunk. Jess basically like, oh, wasted on you, you boring sap. And then offers her a date with Todd. <laughs> So, yeah, Todd and Liz head off on their date and Todd again says that he's a bit just Liz is spending so much time with sea creatures. But Liz promises that there'll be a big presentation at the end of it and it'll all be worth it and he has to come and Todd is like, oh, brilliant, yeah, that sounds fun. Like, I, I know he's not being very supportive there, but that doesn't sound really fucking boring. <laughs> I know. Your girlfriend is suddenly spending all her time on some biology project for a real reason and then wants you to come to some big presentation about how many turtle eggs she's counted. If you saw baby turtles, then maybe I would go. True, but actually. I, yeah, baby turtles would be a great selling point. But like, that's not even how she's angling this at all. It's just like, can I see my presentation? It's like, do I have to? <laughs> <laughs> and again, she wishes she could tell him, but she can't spoil the surprise. Um, so they head to the beach for a romantic moment. But Liz just keeps thinking about surfing and waves. Oh, man. Uh, but she eventually managed to shake it off for a tender moment with the toaster. <laughs> And on that note, it's time for us to take a break to tell you uh, about uh, a little bit of news uh, from Headstuff. Because as you know, we are part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. And the Headstuff Podcast Network has uh, some news. That's right. Yeah. So the network has recently launched Headstuff Plus. Uh, So it's a new membership platform where you can directly support your favorite Headstuff podcasts. And if you become a member, you get access to all the bonus content from all of the shows on the network, including ours. Yes, we are going to be launching bonus episodes for Headstuff Plus members. And uh, will we say what the bonus episodes will be? I think it might, maybe it'll, I think it might whet people's appetites. They want to I dive so. in. I so think so, yeah. <laughs> we are going to be recapping the Sweet Valley High TV series. <laughs> Only right. on Headstuff Plus. We are coming for the Daniels twins. <laughs> <laughs> And the terrible, terrible acting of many of the cast. It's going to be a bloodbath. Oh, my God. Um, we are going yeah, to so... the fact that Winston is the most attractive man by far on the cast. Like, by a surprising amount. Yeah, I couldn't That's... believe it. 
Uh, there'll be mid-90s fashions. Uh, there'll be uh, terrible liberties taken with fancied Pascal's creations. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun and you can listen to it. Yeah, so if you become a member um, of Headstuff Plus, uh, you can sign up for five euros per month plus fat and you can decide which shows you want your money to go towards. So you can directly support like just the one show or you can support up to three and kind of spread your money across those three. Um, but whatever way you want to do it, uh, you still get access to all the bonus content for all the shows, which is pretty cool. Yeah, so even if you just want to support us, uh, you will get not just our bonus contact, but, uh, content, but everybody's. So it's win-win. Um, and uh, yeah, you can... Find out more by going to the Headstuff Plus website. Yeah, that's just headstuffpodcasts.com. And hopefully we will uh, see some of you in our secret bonus episode. Ooh, Secret Sweet Valley Club. (laughs) Don't you want to be a member? Consider it. (laughs) The Pi Beta Alphas. Oh my God. (laughs) How do we rename our area that? (laughs) (gasps) Oh shit, maybe we can. Okay, well... We promise we will not blackball any of you. All you have to do is sign up for just five euros a month. I mean, that's, that's not that much. No, and uh, all are welcome. But uh, yeah, so like as well, it's kind of supporting Irish creators and creators in Ireland. So all the money stays stays here in Ireland, which is cool. There's no kind of big Silicon Valley overlords involved. So it's a nice uh, Irish project. So yeah. True. And of course, we always like to share um, some news of another podcast on the Headstuff Stable and this week it's Sissy That Pod. Come on Sissy That Pod, let's get sickening. Are you a fan of the Emmy award winning show RuPaul's Drag Race? Do you think about Roxy Andrews at the bus stop? And do you belong in Party City? Well Sissy That Pod is the podcast for you. Join me, James and my co-host Keen. Is there something on my face? As we chat weekly about the runway realness, sickening shade and backstage buffoonery. That's right, whether it's new episodes of Drag Race US, UK or All Stars. Sissy That Pod will spill the tea with a new episode for you within 24 hours. So make good choices and subscribe to Sissy That Pod from the Headstuff Podcast Network and we'll leave you gagging on our eleganza. Now, let the music play. Oh my God, I'm obsessed with the two lads. So yeah, James and Keen do a RuPaul's Drag Race recap pod- podcast and it's so good like I was listening to it the other day and uh, if anyone's watching the, uh, the the new episode the season 13 of uh, of Drag Race <laughs> they describe Tina Burner as an evil Nina West and I cackled out loud in the park on my own so uh, they're fantastic they're so funny and they're really insightful and they have great guests every week so because there's I suppose the new series is season 13 and then there's also Drag Race UK is out now as well so there's loads to listen to at the minute so check them out and now back to Sweet Valley where it's 10 whole days later and Liz has made a lot of progress on the old surfboard. That's right. In fact, her perm is probably well worn out at this stage now, isn't it? 10 days later. That's true. Yeah, it's a few weeks now. (laughs) We're at the other side of the perm, finally. (laughs) Oh, thank God. The recorder is probably still lurking in the background somewhere, though. Oh, Jesus. Waiting to pounce. Oh, God. Will we ever be free of it? (laughs) Well, uh, Liz and Sean are surfing into shore, but they both wipe out when uh, they look, they sort of catch each other's gaze and get distracted. And he says, I couldn't help it. You looked so beautiful out there. No. Ugh. So uh, she can't wait for the competition. And he says, by the way, you think that he's being, he could just be being nice in this bit. He isn't. 
He says <laughs> that uh, he doesn't really care about the bet and he doesn't really mind working weekends. He doesn't want her to feel too much pressure. Like, it's fine whether she wins or loses. Like, she's, you know, she's made loads of progress. And then he jokes, oh, but I'm such a good teacher, so I know you'll win anyway. But, you know, that could have been a nice little moment. Mm. But then... He offers to buy her a soda. And she's like, no, 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 I have to go home. So he says, okay, well, I've got you a present. And it's a little charm, like we're a charm um, bracelet in the shape of a surfboard. Or is it a surfer? <laughs> no, it is a surfboard. No, it is, yeah. And then what happens? Oh, God. Like, yeah, like unprompted. He, like before she knew what was happening, Sean wrapped his arms around her waist and he turned his face towards her as if he wanted to kiss her. And I was just like, Ugh, get away from her. Stop it. Oh, and she pushes him away. Finally. Um, he's, <laughs> he says, oh, I thought you liked me. And she's like, what about Laurie? And he's like, uh, yeah, what about her? Like, I mean, oh, we're God. just friends. And she finally tells him she has a serious boyfriend. I mean, for fuck's sake. Oh God, like, yeah, this this all could have been averted. Although, to be fair, <laughs> the way he carries on after this, maybe it wouldn't have made any difference if she'd said she had a boyfriend or not, now that I think about it. But um, but at the, at, in, in the moment, he seems to take it reasonably well that he's like, oh God, yes. I, feel, I feel like a jerk now. I'm really sorry. You know, I suppose you want to stop coming to listen to, to the lessons. I'm an Egypt. Um, and she kind of reassures him that she still wants to learn how to surf and she yeah. wants them to be friends. But like, you know, this isn't going to happen, basically. No, and the thing is, it is very, this is disappointing because he seems to respond in actually a pretty cool way. He says, look, I know I just wiped out in a major way. So he's got the surfing lingo there. Yeah, always. And he says, <laughs> I won't hassle you at all, except about the finer details of surfing. Promise. This would be cool if he actually stuck to it. Yes, if had he followed through on this, I actually wouldn't have had any problem with him because as far as he's concerned, like Liz hasn't given him any indication to back off or that she's involved with somebody else. So, I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I was I was like, okay, he's taken this well. Maybe he's actually grand. But uh, yeah, that no. will not be the case. <laughs> Pretty well not. And meanwhile, poor old Laurie is outside and heard Sean say that there was nothing between them and also heard him declare like basically his love for Liz. So poor old oh. Laurie. Runs away crying. I mean, as the best of them do. Yeah, who can blame her? And first of all, she's she gets sort of angry and she's going to confront Sean for messing her around. I mean, did he mess her around in fairness to him? I don't think he did. He seems to be quite oblivious. It's, a, it's all very vague about this date that they went on. Like, we just, we don't know how much about it really at all. Like, were there tongues? That's what I want to know. <laughs> I don't want details, but I think that's the kind of line has been crossed. That's the line. The line is a tongue. <laughs> Yes, she has complete right to be pissed off with them. Yes. But if they just went for like a burger, which is something they seem to do all, or a movie, there's something they seem to do anyway because they're friends. Because <laughs> like, yeah. You can't get that angry with them. True. Um, and uh, anyway, she marches in to confront him about something. And uh, then she decides she can't stay mad at him for literally a second. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, he kind of starts talking about how uh, she should take up surfing and like she's always been a good athlete. And she kind of softens like immediately, basically forgetting that she marched in there to give out to him for messing her around. So yeah. it's like it, it all comes to nothing anyway. And she's just like, no, what I'm going to do now is get really good at surfing and I'll show him. So that's kind of yeah. her motivation at the minute. Yeah, she's quite cheerful. So I guess it's the next day and Amy and Jessica are heading to the mall for what we're told is some boutique terrorism. Which I mean, <laughs> 80s sort of post-punk band album name well, my first thought was like please someone have a band called boutique terrorism because that is the best combination of words that we've come across in quite a few books Fucking incredible. 
So uh, Jessica is boasting of her special techniques, um, such as how to pretend you're being incredibly nice while you're actually being the biggest pain in the world, or how to try on every colour of a certain shirt without buying it. And Amy says, sounds great to me. I mean, it fucking would, because you're a monster. True. So of course you like this. <laughs> so they go in and start messing around the pile stonewashed denims oh the best kind but also jessica's after getting like a big giant soda uh from casey's oh, and she's walked yes. in holding it even though there's obviously no food or drink allowed in the shop mm-hmm. so she's just being a little bitch now and first of all the manager is a total bitch to caroline for letting the shop get into such a state after jessica and amy have just booted denims around the place <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Jessica almost feels guilty when she sees the manager being so horrible but not for long she just remembers people calling her magenta and when Caroline tells her, look, sorry, you know, you, very politely, you can't have a soda in the store. She spills her drink all over Caroline. And <laughs> She's, and Jessica is such a cunt in this scene. I just hate her so much. <laughs> but Caroline is kind of amazing because Caroline, when she spills the drink over her, Caroline goes, I've just had enough of you. I've just about had enough of you, miss. Caroline yelled, her face turning almost as red as her hair. And then she added, oh, I think I remember your name. Isn't it Magenta Galaxy? Fucking get her, Caroline. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> oh, it's so good. And we're told, at that, Jessica's face suddenly went as red as Caroline's. No, it's not, Jessica said loud enough for the manager to hear. And I'd appreciate getting some service in this store that isn't rude. Oh, God. So, poor old Caroline gets given out to better for her rudeness and her stained shirt. And Amy and Jessica are loving it. And um, Amy wonders if Jessica has, like, is going to push Caroline over the edge and Caroline might start seeking revenge. And uh, <laughs> Caroline, Jess says, Caroline wouldn't dare. She knows she can't cross me again. And I love Amy's response. She, it's so good. So good. Um, yeah, so Amy, after that, Amy goes, Jess, you sound like someone in an old Western movie, <laughs> Amy joked. Come on, let's do some real shopping, Jessica said. Speaking of Western, maybe I'll get a pair of cowboy boots. <laughs> Yeehaw! You know, I just love a bit of uh, RTC. We've had our OTG, you know, we've got our RTC. I don't say RTC. No, we're two cowboys. <laughs> it's been a while, but they're back. The lesser spotted cousin of the uh, of the OTG. Of the OTG. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh, the Stetson wearing spin-off. So good. Oh. <laughs> well, I mean, a uh, friend of the show, Stephanie, sent us some uh, more books. She is so generous, including a super thriller and a book where the twins head off to the Midwest, which <laughs> might make a spring special. So we'll have plenty of uh, RTC in that one. I think we can safely say I mean judging by the amount of gingham on the cover I think we're in safe hands there so thank you Stephanie we are very very much appreciated (laughs) and uh, yeah we um, sorry I have lost my place in the notes for once I'm just so overwhelmed with the uh, with the RTC (laughs) I think it's, it's confused me Yes. The notes are all disarray. <laughs> so we cut to Thursday and uh, it's raining. So Sean rings Liz to call off the class. And the storm last night has caused serious riptides. And he's like, do you want to come over and keep me company? And she's like, uh, you're fine. Oh, Which serves him right. I, was like, I know. He's really just pushing it. 
at this stage. He is, and and, and as you know, and as we've established at this point, he knows she has a boyfriend, and yet here yes. we are. <laughs> I know. So she calls her boyfriend and uh, asks Rod to come over and uh, play rainy, have a rainy day game of Scrabble with some hot chocolate, which actually sounds delightful, doesn't it? Sounds very cozy. <laughs> yeah. So Todd gives in and because uh, he was a bit reluctant at first because he was a bit pissed off at being messed around by Liz. And uh, but he does come over and when they play, uh, Liz is beating him by using words with like surfing, which he's only delighted by. The best Todd can come up with is jar. Oh, Todd. Jar's got a J in it, Todd. If you put that in the triple word score, you'd be doing pretty well. Oh. So. Well, good for him. I'm terrible at Scrabble, so I sympathise with Todd here. <laughs> you know, well, I I was once, it was once pointed out to me that I was just looking for like, to try and make interesting words and not playing strategically, which is why I'm shit at chess as well. So like, <laughs> I'm, I'm not great at it either. I'm like, oh, look at this cool word I made that gave me like three points. Oh. Yeah, all the points in that is just lost on me completely. And I also feel like for years, I thought I'd be really good at Scrabble. So then when I finally did play it and I was shit at it, I was like, well, this is not the game for me. <laughs> well, Liz gets distracted uh, thinking of all, about her competition and she's barely paying any attention to Todd because like, she really isn't paying attention to him. Yeah. And I actually don't blame him for being a bit pissed off because literally everything he says, she's just like, uh, uh, really? Okay, because you just think you tides and things and she suggests that um they take a trip to the dairy burger she said she was just thinking of a project and todd agrees meanwhile lila and jess are turning up the old unique boutique <laughs> and they've got another scheme oh yeah they've got um they've got piles of bags with them but they're like fancy fancy shopping bags i guess from other other places but they're all yeah. just full of like dirty laundry and school books and a bunch of crap from home basically so it just looks like they're laden down with uh expensive clothes but really they're just bags of shite basically yeah. heavy but, um, shite heavy well. shite exactly yeah so they their plan is that lila's going to go in and buy a dress it's a sleek black linen sundress and Ooh. um yeah so caroline's kind of eyeballing them as soon as they come in but um yeah so she actually buys the dress and then yeah. of course the manager is standing beside caroline like breathing over her shoulder when she's actually um selling her the dress but um yeah the girls are like oh we've so many bags with us oh no um so the manager's like, oh, I hope you can carry it. I mean, you know, you've been quite on quite a shopping spree. Surely this, uh, you know, my employee will bring them out of the car for you. <laughs> so fucking poor Caroline has to stagger out holding all the bags uh, that are just full in of the, rubbish, basically. In the lashing rain. In pouring rain. So like Jess and Lila have umbrellas with them. So they just like stride off with their umbrellas and leave Caroline to get absolutely soaked carrying all the stuff. I do like that she just dumps their bags in a puddle and then gives Jess a withering glance. <laughs> no less than she deserves. And in fact, yeah, she deserves so much worse. <laughs> yes. Well, ah. she's going to get worse quite soon. And very satisfying it is too. So uh, Jess and Lila head off to the Dairy Burger, which is Jammers. And Liz is there with Todd and she feels more chill. And she's sure that uh, somehow that when the day of the competition came, everything would fall into place. And nobody will think she's boring and predictable ever again. And of course, Jess passes and mocks her for spending the afternoon playing Scrabble and uh, drinking hot chocolate. So uh, fuck off, Jess. I think that sounds great. Yeah, yeah, much better than fucking terrorising someone you go to school with for no good reason. I know. And actually, speaking of that, Enid joins Todd and Elizabeth and fills them in. She's heard what the, the... the duo have been up to. So she fills Liz in on the details of the Caroline of the of the boutique terrorism. Indeed, yes. <laughs> so 
So I guess it's the next day. This is a little bit vague. Um, Sean rings and says, in fairness to him, he is a responsible surf teacher. Mm. He says that even though it's sunny, the sea may not be safe. So maybe they should call off the lesson. But Liz insists on going. And um, she says she'll be late uh, because her sister has the car. And so she'll have to get the bus. And of course, he offers her a lift. But she's like, no, 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 that's fine. She doesn't it's fine. To show <laughs> that. So um, they, the water is rough and Liz keeps insisting she can handle it. So Sean tells her, OK, well, you know, if you get underwater and you can't tell which way is up, just look for the light, basically. Um, but that's no use when Liz wipes out and gets whacked on the head with a board. Oh, no. Yeah, she probably gets knocked out. Um, and it's it's quite dramatic, actually, because the waves are strong and it is a bit scary even as she's starting off. So when she actually kind of goes under, it is quite frightening because the waves are so strong and she actually gets pulled out by by a riptide. <gasps> now that she knows what they are. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, everything goes black and it's all uh, very frightening and dramatic. But what should be happening when she wakes up? Who could have foreseen this? <laughs> but there she is, just splayed out on the beach, and uh, Sean is giving her mouth to mouth. Oh, of course he fucking is. <laughs> so um, when she, re- she's, she she is okay, but unsurprisingly, when she realizes what just happened, she gets really upset and she starts to cry and uh, clings on to Sean. Of course, is loving this. Um, <laughs> Or in fairness, he could just be comforting because he did just save her life. So you know, he did, like, yeah, he did actually save her. In fairness to him, <laughs> but um, but yeah, she's obviously very upset and shocked. I suppose when she actually comes to, because it is very scary. I suppose what had happened to her, but yes. um, yeah. So they do hug and she's crying, but you know, you'd think Sean would realize this is why they're hugging <laughs> because <laughs> she's been so upset. Well, uh, he asks if she wants to stop surfing after this accident, and she's like, no, no gone this far and uh, they go back to the clubhouse and he puts his arm around her shoulders and she is a bit like eh. but of course she doesn't say anything oh yeah she feels like something kind of changed between them with the hug on the beach um yes. but like it's it should be so fucking like blindingly obvious that the hug is because she was upset <laughs> yes but uh yeah sean seems to be reading more into it even though she says because he asks her for dinner i mean come on i i'd I know he's found Big Mesa, but really, the Sweet Valley motto is, seems to be his own guiding principle. Stop. I literally wrote down in my notes, some guys never give up in Big Mesa either, it seems. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, maybe it's that whole region. It's, it's the whole Warrior. county. The whole county is fucked. <laughs> Apparently so. Yeah, because he asks her out for dinner and she says she's dining with Todd that evening. And speaking of which, she realises she's really late. Um because Todd is going to be picking her up in like half an hour. So she takes up Sean's offer of a lift. But when they arrive at Calico Drive, she sees Todd's car outside the the Wakefield home. So she tells Sean to pull up at the end of the road outside uh, an ultra-modern home. And uh, he says, but you told me you lived in a split level house. Oh, God. Liz's cover story for this is ridiculous. (laughs) <laughs> she's like oh did I say that Elizabeth replied her face turning red maybe I meant our other house the little vacation place we have up in the mountains <laughs> and uh, he's like I didn't know you had a vacation house I didn't know we had one either Elizabeth thought we don't use it much she said I mean <sighs> this is so, so stupid oh god <laughs> I, don't, I don't I think I also feel the sense I always feel aggrieved that she has denied the split level ranch house <laughs> Alice has worked hard to decorate that split level ranch house you own it you own the Spanish tiles <laughs> exactly well and anyway 
wasn't even a point in all this nonsense because Todd saw it all and saw her being dropped off by this strange uh, guy and is understandably pissed off. Oh, like as you would be, like the little charade is so ridiculous because when she gets out of um, Sean's car, she like walks up the drive of the house, he drives off and then she like scurries back down to her own house and Todd's just sitting there watching this going, what the fuck is happening here? <laughs> And also, he goes really passive aggressive. So he's like, "I'm just here to tell you, I have like, you know, my own extra credit product project. I've got to work on it, so I can't take you to dinner. So uh, <laughs> maybe I'll see you at school Monday. Bye." <laughs> Liz <laughs> runs away crying, of course. <laughs> and my notes just say, "If only she could just, and in all caps, tell him the fucking truth." Jesus Christ. <laughs> It's so stupid. Like, it's so uh, one of those things, like one conversation would solve everything. And yet here we are <laughs> again. <laughs> yet again. <laughs> well, she wishes she'd never tried to change it all. Uh, I mean, the rest of us could share that feeling as well. <laughs> so, on Monday, uh, Todd and Liz are lunching together in the cafeteria. And it turns out Todd has been kind of avoiding her calls the last 48 hours, I guess. And she keeps... Yeah, assure, reassuring him that look things will be this is all about my presentation things will be different after the presentation and he's like well who was that guy who dropped you off and she says it all makes sense after Saturday and she thinks after keeping her real project a secret for so long she didn't want to ruin the surprise now she only hoped that making him wait wouldn't end up ruining their relationship uh yes you would hope that wouldn't you yeah <laughs> <laughs> your priorities Liz Jesus Oh, so silly. I want to surprise my boyfriend, so I'll make sure he's not my boyfriend. So I'm going, my to, going to break up with me, and then he'll see me surfing, and then he'll realize it was all a ruse. Like, yeah. what is happening? <laughs> well, she's distracted by the sight of uh, Jessica, Amy, and Lila, who like mock her maritime, marine biology <laughs> project. And she warns them about like going too far with Caroline, because she makes the very good point that Jessica schemes often backfire. Mm. But they really do. So they do. Know. I mean, never enough for her to actually have any consequences for her actions. No, you, she doesn't end up getting her way in the long run. I suppose. True, and also clearly, as I mean, we're reminded yet again, does not learn from <laughs> any of these things. Not a damn thing. So uh, we cut to the beach where Sean is again concerned about uh, Liz's safety, and um, he's except he's looking into her eyes and saying, "I don't know what I'd do if anything happened to you." We're told Elizabeth didn't like it when Sean acted so serious about her. The look in his eyes was genuine and sweet. So Elizabeth couldn't tell herself, uh, bring herself to tell him to back off. Why not? But literally, why? <laughs> I mean, I know we could make points about you know girls being um, like socialized to just being nice to boys all the time. Mm. So this is you know again sending a terrible message. But for fuck's sake, Liz! I mean, you you have more <laughs> self worth than this, or I thought. Yeah, that's the thing. And I do absolutely get the point about, you know, that you're kind of conditioned to act a certain way. But like, we know that Liz can tell people when they've gone too far or like, you know, it, you, it, yeah, it's sometimes. not in her character to uh, to just kind of let this play out. Or it's, it, yeah, it's just, yeah, stupid. <laughs> okay. So uh, Laurie asks how Liz is doing and Liz mentions that she saw Laurie surfing. And Laurie's like, oh, must have been somebody else. And when she leaves, Liz points out, uh, oh, she's looking pretty good today. And Sean is like, yeah, yes, she is. But Ben, of course, is distracted by Elizabeth. <laughs> um, and after Liz returns from the waves, having done quite well, um, she can't wait for the competition. And Sean asks her to go to the Moon Beach Cafe. And she says, 
she has other things to do. And he's all glum. And she thinks, why did he have to look so broken hearted? Well, maybe one soda wouldn't hurt, she said, and grinned at him. This is bullshit. This is him being kind of manipulative now at this stage, like. Oh, so she's a fucking idiot. Like, That's true too. <laughs> it's like, oh, I hope he's not getting the wrong impression. Oh, I will go out with them. <laughs> <laughs> and then he proposes a toast. It says to a very brave surfer and a beautiful girl. Oh my God. Back the fuck off, Sean. Jesus. And then he says he wants her to use a Simmons surfboard in the competition. He's like, oh, you're the only one I would ever let you use it. And then he takes his hand, her hand, and says in the last couple of days, I really feel like something's been happening between us. We're told Elizabeth couldn't quite figure out how to deal with Sean's feelings for her. He knew she had a boyfriend. That didn't seem to make much of a difference to him. (laughs) Was he ever going to give up? She wondered. Just tell him to stop. Just, again, mention the the boyfriend, the fact that he has rage issues, and he loves punching people. And surely Sean will just back off then. So how much do you care about this fucking surfing? I feel like I'm swearing a lot in this episode. (laughs) Listeners, if you've been listening for this long, us swearing is going to put you off, I hope. But really, just the sheer nonsensical stupidity of every single character in this book, apart from Caroline and Fern Stewart. Yeah, true. (laughs) It's driving me. It's sending me over the edge again. And... So we cut to Wednesday and the Sweet Valley gang are reluctantly all agreeing to go to Liz's marine biology ex- exhibition. And um, we're told that uh, Liz had a feeling she was losing Todd at all because of a stupid dare she had given herself. No one had made her do it after all. Yes. True. <laughs> this is all self-inflicted. <laughs> also, a little bit of a sick bird on Enid. We're told that even Enid obviously thinks it's boring. Oh, wow. That is damning indeed. (laughs) (laughs) And Liz is about to tell Enid the truth when Caroline approaches and uh, um, says she has some some interesting uh, news about her job. Yeah. So she's saying that there's um, somebody new working there. Yes. Coming Uh, starting next week. Yeah, she says that she's got, yeah, apparently a new sales girl starting work next week who bears a really weird resemblance to someone we all once knew. I bet (gasps) someone in the Wakefield family would be very interested to see her. She's being very cryptic. Yes. Very cryptic. Well, she's got to run off to work because later that afternoon, Jessica decides to go alone for some boutique terrorism. (laughs) And uh, Caroline is all smiles. She's Mm. extremely helpful. Yes. Yeah, so Jessica's like making a mess again, just, you know, unfolding things and throwing them around the place like an mm. absolute dick. And uh, she, she, she's trying, choosing those stuff that she wants to try on. And Caroline remains extremely nice and calm and starts suggesting things, like points out, you know, you've never tried any of our shoes on before. Well, why don't I bring you some shoes that will go with that outfit? And mm-hmm. Jessica's enjoying being weighted on hand and foot. Yeah, I think at first she suspects that maybe the manager is watching and this is why Caroline is acting so like extremely helpful and pleasant to her. Because she's like, yeah, bringing her stuff and saying, oh, try this and try this. And here's a changing room. And uh, she's like, yeah, take your time. I'll go look for stuff for you if you want more things in your size. And Um, Jessica, of course, makes a huge mess in the changing room. She's loving this. She's just like, Caroline, we'll have to clear all this shit up. And uh, then... When she's basically, so Caroline's been going back and forth, bringing her new stuff. And then when, by the time Jessica is basically just in her underwear and, you know, bare feet, 
Caroline uh, kindly says, look, I'll clear this up a bit so you have you room for the new items I'm going to take into you in a minute. And again, Jessica loves being rated on. So uh, she thinks this is brilliant. She's loving watching Caroline uh, be her surf. But then <laughs> she realises something. Caroline <laughs> has really taken away everything. Indeed, including the clothes that Jessica was wearing on her way in. <laughs> Yes. And outside, she hears the manager and Caroline having a fight. And Caroline says, as of this paycheck, I've earned all the money I need. So I don't need you with this lousy job for one more second. I've had just enough of being pushed around by you and your rude customers. I quit. First of all, that's a great, uh, you know, dramatic uh, quitting your job when you've got a horrible manager. Oh, badass. Fair play to her. (laughs) But it gets so much better. It's um, it's phenomenal. Like it's it's actual payback for Jessica, which you fucking love to see, and does oh, not happen enough. So much, um, because yeah, Jessica opens the door of the changing room, just a little crack, and she sees Caroline marching towards her with her clothes in her arms. Hey, Caroline, give me my clothes back! Jessica hissed. Oh, thanks for stopping by, Magenta. Caroline purred. I gave Jessica a slight triumphant smile. Bye now. And with a little wave, she passed by the changing room. And walked out into the Sweet Valley Mall, carrying all <laughs> of Jessica's clothes. I like a oh round of applause for Caroline, please, everybody. Fully get her, fucking ate her, Caroline. Phenomenal. Like, oh, I actually, I actually punched the air when I was reading this because <laughs> I was so happy. <laughs> yeah. My notes just say after that, like, cut, you know, writing that out that line. No all caps, outstanding. Yeah, so good. I think my all caps moment is good for her. <laughs> Genuinely, so many of their revenge plots and things are so like inept and ineffective. And that yeah. is superb. A properly good one, like well executed, fantastic payoff. Absolutely Perfect deserved. Time. Yeah. yeah, she got to walk out of her shitty job with her horrible, mm. horrible boss, and she got to stick it to Jessica Wakefield. Like so. the sweetest two for one you ever did see. Honest oh, to God, chapeau, Caroline, <laughs> magnificent. And of course, when you wrong Caroline Pierce, or Caroline Pierce gets one over on you. Uh, the world hears about it. <laughs> or do the princess phones are hopping? Because <laughs> next day in the canteen, Winston has some words for Liz. Oh god, that's right, and he says it really loudly as well, yeah. so Jessica can hear him. So he's like, "Now, Liz, I know you're the responsible, sensible twin, so please don't let Jessica go shopping by herself ever again." <laughs> and Liz is like, "Wait, what's going on?" Giving her twin a knowing glance, because Jessica could end up losing all her clothes again. Winston said, "And she might get arrested for indecent exposure this time." <laughs> <laughs> um, and everybody is basically, "Okay, come on, you've got to admit that Caroline just." got you Jessica's like no I don't have to admit anything <laughs> so <laughs> she says that she won't go to uh, Liz's stupid marine biology presentation <laughs> but Lad is like oh there's a surfing contest on the same beach and the prospect of some hot new guys of course works on horn dogs uh-huh. so uh, Liz has her last official lesson and she manages to hang 10 she's got pretty good She's an amazing fucking surfer after three weeks. Good for her. <laughs> Whatever, I'm not bitter. <laughs> <laughs> Can't compete with Wakefield, Karen. 
think sure this, can't. this book should show us. Apart from the Caroline stuff, so I don't know. Jessica, maybe. You might be able to. <laughs> she, she gets distracted too easily. That's true. Maybe surfer in tiny shorts would walk past. Like, oh. <laughs> It'd be all over. So, um, yeah, she's ready for the, the contest. And we cut to Saturday. The beach is jumping. And then Liz uh, overhears Laurie talking to a friend. And this is also extremely contrived. Uh, yes, it's so silly. But yeah, she uh, she overhears Laurie and she hears her saying, oh, I really hope Sean notices me today. I don't know why, but I feel like this is my last chance as far as he's concerned. Um, and her friend is like, oh, you know, I know how much you care about him. I hope it all works out. Um, but Laurie's like, uh, oh, I hope I'm not fooling myself. Elizabeth Wakefield's a fabulous surfer. I don't think I've got much of a chance standing out next to her. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> so, yeah, she also knows that um, that Sean is giving Liz his fancy Simmons surfboard as well for mm. the actual competition. Yes. So she's like, when I heard that, I almost gave up on Sean altogether. I mean, you're too good for Laurie. Go on with your surfer girlfriends. Definitely. So Liz feels guilty and she wishes she could get Sean and Laurie together. And um, not least because it would stop him hounding her. Or she <laughs> puts it, stop her feeling guilty about leading him on. Like at this stage, she's not leading him on though. Like No, she's literally told him, I have a boyfriend. I have a boyfriend, yeah. <laughs> I mean, really. Um, and uh, then she has, I mean, I guess the scriptwriters worked one good plan into this book. So all the rest of them are terrible. Because uh, she has a really stupid idea that makes no sense, really. Uh, no, but... Uh, ugh. <laughs> I guess we better say what happened. So I <laughs> we must. So she tells Sean she can't use his board. She's better off with her own. Fair. Which actually makes sense. You know, so. that does make sense in fairness. The whole time he was trying to get her to use the Simmons board, I was like, this is so stupid. She's used to this purple board. This is what she's learned on. And now yeah. you want to like swap it out for something else she's not familiar with for the competition. Like, are you mad? But anyway. I know. <laughs> well, he's like, it meant so much for me to me that you were using it. And she's like, oh, that's partly why I have to do this. So she hurries off because uh, that's just the first part of her stupid plan. <laughs> and she sees the Sweet Valley High gang in up on the bleachers, I guess. Yeah. And when uh, they hear Liz's name mentioned as you know the next competitor, uh, they they just they think it can't be her. <laughs> that's it. They're all like, there must be some other Liz, or like they're like, I'm sure she's up at the Marine Biology Center. This can't be Liz. Oh my god, there must be another one in Southern California. <laughs> But then Elizabeth strode down the beach into the water, carrying a purple surfboard with a pink stripe down the middle, as in the cup. Co- the hey. <laughs> and then, of course, they all go buck wild and start roaring and uh, shouting. And, um, of course, Liz is initially triumphant. She takes to the waves. And then, basically so Laurie can win, even though there's no way of guaranteeing that Laurie can win, Mm-hmm. And also, there's no way of guaranteeing that even if Laurie did win, it would make any difference to getting her and Sean together. And like, none of this makes any fucking sense. And it actually no. annoys me that she does this. I hate she wipes. She wipes out on purpose. Oh, it's so fucking stupid. Like, literally, my notes say, "Well, that was fucking stupid." <laughs> like, it's so annoying. She like she did like she put in all this work yes. and and it was going to be really cool and like yeah okay surfing isn't the most exciting thing I suppose for Sweet Valley High because they all fucking do it but for her to turn up and actually be really fucking good at it I would know. actually be a cool surprise and she fucks it up on purpose especially as they're all laughing like oh she should stick to museums ha 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 
Yeah, they're all like, oh no, it's too funny. Yeah, this is, um, no wonder she wanted to keep it a secret because she sucks about it. It's like, oh, this is the most annoying thing that's happened in a long time in Sweet Valley. I know. That is saying something. <laughs> I know, I just don't like people failing on purpose for no, no. real reason. Because, yes, Laurie wins and Sean immediately forgets all about Liz and runs over to her. And, I mean, it makes no sense that suddenly he sees her as a potential, like suddenly he fancies her because she's won a surfing competition. Like it's nearly more annoying that it actually works. <laughs> I know. And for a second, Elizabeth imagined how impressed all her friends would have been if she had done as well as Laurie. But I guess I didn't learn to surf just to prove to my friends I could be adventurous, Elizabeth thought. You did. I did it to prove something to myself. And now she had proved to herself she could be as daring as Jessica or anyone else. She had to admit she was looking forward to getting back to her old life. It's like, I hate this. I I just like, show them, Liz. Show it's them you did. Fucking show them all. And also she enjoyed surfing and liked yes. it. So why are you just walking away from it? Because it's like, oh, well, that's that. It's like, but you're actually good at it and you like it. So why not fucking keep doing, keep doing it? Doing it. Like, I know you live in Sweet Valley where there is a surf club. Yeah, exactly. Well, speaking of Sweet Valley surfers, everyone is congratulating her in a kind of like, good for you, Liz. Someone pulls her aside. Who could it be? <gasps> Why, it's Bill Chase, surfer extraordinaire. Oh. Yeah, he knows um, what's up. <laughs> he does. <laughs> um, yeah, so he's he kind of gets her on, on his own and he's like... Um, why did you decide to wipe out like that? Bill asked, his expression incredulous. It was the strangest thing I've ever seen because like Bill is amazing. So, <laughs> so Liz was like, oh my God, you could tell that I did it on purpose. Um, so Bill apparently could tell that she's also a really good surfer um, and that she could have been brilliant and could have actually won the whole thing. But he was like, no, I could definitely tell that you messed this up on purpose. So like, what's the story? <laughs> yeah, you took a dive, literally. Yeah. And she said she had to mess up in the name of romance. I mean, you didn't. No. So... Uh, yeah, she, as she heads off, she sees Laurie and Sean in, in deep conversation, oblivious to everything else. It looked like her plan had worked. I mean, she, even if Laurie hadn't won, if she was just good, that would have impressed Sean. Yeah, she still could have gotten herself a fucking trophy and won something. I, oh, it's so annoying that she failed ah, on purpose. I hate I this. <laughs> Me too. I'm so irritated by it. <laughs> Speaking of irritations, it's Sunday afternoon. I guess who's back in town? <laughs> Stephen's home. <laughs> For a month. What? Okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah, a, a, month, a month long independent study project, which sounds like being mm. on the DOS, basically. <laughs> Good sweet Jesus. I mean, I didn't even get reading weeks when I was in college. Like, my <laughs> subjects didn't do them. So they do, they'd just be like, you know, off you go for a month. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I mean, we could have, you know, four month holidays, <laughs> which when I think about it now, seems kind of, Magical. <laughs> we did not get a month off in the middle of term. No. And uh, yeah, we're told that while he's doing his research, I mean, how can he do more research at home than in a university with a library? I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> uh, he's planning on seeing a lot of Kara, who has not appeared once in this book. Yeah, she's been absent for a little while, hasn't she? Hmm. So uh, we're told that inspired by Liz's magazines, which he saw around the house, he wants to take up hang gliding. Oh, fuck's sake. Sure, why not? <laughs> so they head to the sports shop. Where else? I'm <laughs> called the sports shop. Um, <laughs> but on the way out, Liz really wants to see the famous unique boutique. <laughs> but when they go in, there's a shocking store. Oh my God. So a sales girl approaches them, but both Stephen and Elizabeth are shocked into silence. The girl looked exactly like Stephen's old girlfriend who had died of leukemia months ago. 
Steve, oh, sorry, go on. Steve, pale as a ghost. Trisha, he whispered at last. <laughs> no, my name's not Trisha, the girl responded politely. It's Andrea. Can I help you? Oh my God. <laughs> so Liz is basically like, we're fine, and drags him away. And he's in shocked silence. And Liz realises this is what Caroline meant about the new worker in the... Uh, in that was going to look familiar, yeah. But later, Stephen cancels date with Cara. Oh, the son of a bitch. He lies about having some college work to do. Then he makes a phone call. Unique boutique. Oh my god! Can you tell us what he says? He's such a fucking snake. Yeah, so I, he rings Unique Boutique. Gross. A woman an- answers. He's like, is this Andrea? Stephen asked. Yes, she replied. You don't know me, but I was in your store today. My name is Stephen Wakefield, and I was wondering if you'd consider going out with me tomorrow night. Like, what the fuck? You have a girlfriend. He's what? just straight up going on a date with some other bird. Like, Who looks like your dead girlfriend. Dead girlfriend. So like, what the fuck, Stephen? You piece of shit. Well, can you read us out? Oh, God. Okay. What's going to happen? Indeed, what is going to happen between <laughs> Cara and Stephen now that Andrea's around? Find out in Sweet Valley High number 64, the ghost of Trisha Merton. Oh, what a name. <laughs> it's a hell of a title. <laughs> it really is. I have no memories of this book. None I, whatsoever. Like, I'm pretty sure I've read it, but I just do not remember it. Yeah. So it could be one of those ones that uh, is a hidden gem. Maybe. Maybe it's going to be a secret, brilliant one hiding amongst the madness. <laughs> Speaking of madness, do you have stats and outfits? <sighs> I do. Um, they're not great. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah. So the blondness Uh-oh. only got one mention. Um, and the blue-green eyes also only got one mention. <gasps> yeah, very poor. However, Sean's green eyes got three mentions, so he's pretty oh. hot. <laughs> <laughs> you know he's hot if they keep telling us what colour his eyes are. <laughs> that's true, that's true. Um, in terms of outfits, I mean, yeah, pretty thin on the mm. ground too. There was the hot pink uh, wetsuit, which just did sound pretty cool. Does. Um, then, yeah, I can't remember, did we mention this already? Jessica has like a leopard print skirt she was going to offer to Liz uh, for her date with Todd. And I think when she was trying on stuff, actually for a subplot involving a clothes shop, there was very little description of the actual clothes in the shop. I was um, thinking this. Yeah, but uh, Caroline does suggest uh, some flats that would look great with a plaid skirt that Jessica was trying on at some point. Ooh. So yeah, I think that and the stonewashed jeans were about as good as we got with the, uh, with the outfits. <laughs> but it's still better than well, nothing. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's, uh, I, to be honest, there was so much... Um, the the clothes related plot was so good I can forgive it for not going into detail with that's the true the satisfaction of the ending of it was good enough to uh, oh, yeah to to, to leave them out magnificent so good so uh, <laughs> have you ever walked out of a job with such uh, a plum um, <laughs> have you uh, have you ever taken revenge on a an obnoxious customer um, in a shop do share your stories because we love hearing from you. Uh, as ever, you can contact us on Twitter at SVH Podcast. You can send us an email at svhpodcast at gmail.com. And uh, we are at Insta- on Instagram at SVH Podcast, where Karen has been uh, do- some, doing a-, a sterling work with some <laughs> graphics. 
And she's busy little bee over there. <laughs> she's been hunting down international titles. She's been uh, finding yet more photos from James Matthews's uh, inspiration folder. Indeed, yes. Just like sniffing down whatever I can, basically. We had our, uh, our ultimate Scott Daniels poll as well, seeing as every iteration of him has a moustache. So we had to have like a, a Scott Daniels off. But, I think uh, my favourite was the photo one where he was wearing what was clearly a fake moustache. <laughs> I don't remember what country it was. Was that Hungary, I think? Yeah. Oh, I think it was Hungary. Like yeah. this really feathery, kind of long moustache. <laughs> Just like, what is happening, dude? <laughs> it's amazing. So yeah, there's a there's a feast of riches there. And speaking of a feast of riches, do not forget that you can join Headstuff Plus and uh, support this podcast. Um, because you know, we haven't uh we haven't done any fundraising or anything before. Um so if you would like to support us for for just five euro a month and listen to our, our new uh bonus episodes where we recap the Sweet Valley TV series, um then uh, sign up and you will get lots of great material from other podcasts in the Headstuff stable as well as our bonus episodes. So yeah, it's headstuffpodcasts.com. Mm-hmm. Yes. Secret <laughs> secret Pi Beta Alpha Club. <laughs> uh, don't, doesn't that make you want to join? I mean, yes. I mean, we need to get jackets or something. I don't know. <laughs> well, we have been talking about, you know, doing merch at some stage. So uh, we'll, you know, if the... If the support is there, uh, who knows what we might create. <laughs> and on that positive note, we will see some of you, hopefully, in our special bonus episode. But we will see everybody uh, always free. Our general <laughs> main narrative podcasts. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know what to call them now. Main narrative podcast. Right? Yeah, it's like the regular episodes. Yeah, they're still free, yeah. obviously, and everything will carry on the same that way. Uh, this is just bonus stuff on the side that you can get. Exactly. But, um, but yeah, we will continue to be out every two weeks. So don't worry about that. Yes. And we will be back in two weeks when we find out what happens <laughs> when Stephen Wakefield confronts the ghost of Trisha Martin. <laughs> I hope it's spooky. <laughs> oh, I know. Me too. See you then, everybody. Thanks for listening. Bye. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com. Experience the difference at Woodhouse Buick GMC. From the GMC Acadia to the Buick Encore, we're sure to have a vehicle that fits your lifestyle. Our climate-controlled showroom guarantees a comfortable shopping experience every time you visit. Plus, our commitment to our customers continues well beyond the date of purchase. You will leave our lot feeling comfortable and confident in your new vehicle. Start your car buying journey today, in-store or online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com. We are professional grade.